Welcome to the Absolute Comic Show, right here at your favorite comic book podcast Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash comic storian, where we fill it every Tuesday. I'm Betty, known as the Comic Storian, and that is Sal from the Comic Pop Channel, and today, in the news, I, I don't know where I'm going with that this. good. <laughs> That's it. That could be your whole shtick. In the news! And then we just... In the news! We're talking DC Future State! Yep. I'm going to stop you, Superman! <laughs> <laughs> I've got... I've got kryptonite! Are you afraid? It's good stuff. So, how are you? I'm good, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> that's the intro uh yeah so it's been an interesting week we apologize for not going live last week guys um we had the tom king show to do uh which wanted it was going to be done super late at night and we just felt it'd be easier just to focus on that as opposed to going live uh earlier and dealing with all of that so yeah. uh today we are going back to normal and today we're talking about the marvel unlimited streaming their new comics three months earlier we're talking about James Ginian Four reverting Bruce Wayne back to street level rich, not world level rich, which I didn't know was a thing. Yeah, me. Amazing Spider-Man revealed the identity of Kindred, and behold, it's just as we all expected. <laughs> <laughs> yup. DC Future State, blah blah blah. You know what it is. Here's a list of all of them. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> DC has officially moved on from Diamond Publishers and will distribute only through Lunar Distribution. Yep. And Donnie Cates and Scott Snyder teased the fans by expressing teased fans by expressing a desire to write a Marvel versus DC comic together on Twitter. Could it happen? Probably not. <laughs> That's a Dan put in the new. No, he's not wrong. <laughs> All right. So you want to take it from the top? Why not? Yeah, Marvel Unlimited. All right. Um, so I'm a little I'm a little off on this one. Do you know more about this information? Because I know that DC is going to be releasing their comics six months after, but I thought that's what Marvel Unlimited was already doing. They were, yes. Marvel Unlimited was releasing their new books on our Marvel Unlimited six months uh, after their original print date. They have now moved it to three months after their print date. Okay. Probably because so DC because was doing the same DC thing. I'm sorry? Is that because DC was lining up with them? Yep. or That's it. So DC will probably do the exact same thing. Yep. And then DC will move to three months and then Marvel will be like, same week? One month. Yeah. So then let me ask you this then. Yeah. Do you feel that this is one step closer to the end of print? I know it's like what a hell of a, a question. It but. is. <laughs> I, I think it's one step closer to that future we are inevitably heading towards. But I, I think we have room for both. And I think you and I have had an entire episode where we dedicated it to like how print numbers versus digital numbers are not hand in hand. They're not even one to one or 50 50. It is like print and then digital. Right. And it's like if you can get your digital books, you can already get books digitally same day and date. So just by going by the subscription model of Unlimited or DC Universe Infinite, like, that doesn't change anything for the average comic book month to month reader. So I think that it doesn't really change much. And I think it will just, it, it just represents the, the changing winds of the comic book industry, which is let's embrace digital because it's coming whether we want it to or not. Well, and that was always my argument. It's not going away. If anything, gaming and movies are proving that no guys did is it is. If you want to stay in the market, we, we need the problem is for four ninety nine, I can rent a movie and have it right now. But for four ninety nine, I got to drive to the store get the print. I got to read a comic that'll give me 10 minutes of content. Yep. 
And that, that is the core issue. Comics are already overpriced. I think we can all agree on that. They shouldn't be as priced as high as they are when competitive uh, entertainment is not that high. Yeah. Like, think about it for one moment. Uh, an hour and a half movie. I'll even, I'll even just say a 90-minute movie, okay? 90-minute yeah. movie for me, $15. Let's say I'm buying a $15 90-minute junk movie. Let's say sure. $20. Let me price it up a little higher. Yeah. I can read most comics in 10 minutes. Now, I know I'm not the normal. You know, people can read them in 30, 40 minutes. But at four ninety nine for a price tag, ten minutes of content, twenty dollars to get me about a half hour to forty five minutes, or a two hour ninety minute movie. Right, that's the problem. Yeah, no, absolutely. But on the flip side about that, and this is where the issue comes in, because a lot of people are like, well, they're over easily overpriced. True, but they still have to pay to make them. Right. So it's not like they could just go, okay, now they're fifty cents. Problem solved. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or or pay what you want. Uh, yeah. And it's not like comics can go the web comics model, which has proven to only have worked between the years of 1999 and 2002. Like, no, which no, is I, I, I will counteract that. I will counteract that. Yeah. Web comics. And I, I know I'm going about to piss off like a half our fan base. Yeah. Have been ruined by web tunes. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> well, web comic creators have certainly been destroyed because like it went from each web comic was their own sole proprietorship to actually I could just go to one place, click on the ads there and go re- read all these different things. Exactly. Exactly. So the Penny Arcade. Right. LFG, I think was the name of it. Or, Looking for uh, group? Yeah. Looking for group. Uh, there okay. was VG Cats. VG Cats? All these web comics were amazing, and you're 100% right. They didn't make their revenue off the comic itself. They made the revenue off the additional merchandising. They made the yes. revenue off of the ads on the website. The, but on the flip side of this, the flip side of this, okay, web comics had to be good. Yeah. Why would I go to VG Cats website, okay, or uh, as, as another big one of my name, I can't think of. Uh, Why would I go to Arcade's website? Yeah, if the comic was shit, right? So the problem, the the reason why web comics used to be so much better and they were ruined by webtoons is because, and this is my opinion entirely, is because they had to be good back in the day. The only way that they would make money is if people actually went to the website and you wouldn't go to the website. If Penny Arcade had a shitty week yeah. to this day, I remember one particular issue of Penny Arcade where Gabe, the, one of the characters fell on a ladder and he got bit by a spider and the buddy is Tycho, whatever came over. And he was like, uh, what are you going to do? You should go to the hospital. And he goes, no, my mutant healing factor is going to kick in. And Tycho goes, you don't have that. And he goes, Oh shit. Like that's the quality of the joke. It's simple. It's basic. But at the same time, it was a quality joke back then. Yeah. The problem with web is it's made one the web comic creator doesn't make the money anymore okay you host on webtoons you're not making the money off of webtoons ads period nope. you have to have a patreon you have to have additional merchandising and it's harder to get people to go sell it's harder it's a harder sell to get somebody to go to patreon or to that it's easier to go hey come to my website and then i shove all my stuff in your face right uh, look at look at how a comic like homestunk homestuck done yes uh, yeah like that, that's because they can sell their own product yep they all did that. No, I have opened up webtoons, Flashpool, and that's the problem. Anybody can make a webtoon, good or bad. That's the problem with webtoons. Right. Since there's no monetization incentiv- incentivizing of, um, there's no monetization incentivizing the, uh, the oh, I have to make it good because I need to do my ads. Anybody can make a webtoon, and if well, anybody, anybody can have made a web comic. And in fact, like, the only people who made money off of the glut of webcomics we got during like the mid 2000s 
were people who made a living off of facilitating webcomic creators. I, I don't know how much of the webcomic industry you you are familiar with outside of like just reading them, but I also used to absorb them to the point where I made my own as well. I made two different webcomics. I, want, I almost made my own. Did so you really? I do know a lot of the behind the scenes, yes. Yeah. I never got it off the ground, but I did almost make my own. When you made your own webcomic, you had to have a WordPress site and you needed to subscribe to a company called Project Wonderful, which yeah. was the webcomic like code to create built-in webcomic ads then you bid on having your ad appear on other webcomics pages. VG Cats was, it's funny you mentioned VG Cats. Number one, I'm not surprised in the least you were a big VG Cats fan. Number two, uh, <laughs> inside of video games of course i was right i i but i am number two um when i had a webcomic in the early 2000s vg cats and oh i can't remember their name anymore but like vg cats is one of the biggest sources of our traffic we were very lucky because of vg cats's audience for people to want to read our comic but like if we had come out like a like two months to to a year earlier we would have been pretty big for a little while until the webcomic but like market bottomed the hell out um, yeah but anyone could well, make them. I, it's just that like the cream rose to the top any of the good stuff was was fed into each other like the people yes the people at the top would have like been like this is a good thing show it'll show it to other people um, i remember back in the day the top creators would cross over yes Sal, you're going to draw for my comic and I'm going to draw for your comic for a week and then I would discover other people's comics. Exactly. That's the problem I have right now with Webtoons. It's not that Webtoons is bad. It's not that there aren't good Webtoons no. out there. I don't even deny that. It's that by opening up this website, okay? Yeah. I've got four links at the top. Originals, genres, popular, canvas. I scroll down. There's a, a schedule of when things are coming out. There's the top eight sellers. There's the brand new ones. There's all the genres. There's all, there's the most popular by genre, the most popular by age. Yeah. Then there's canvas. Do you have a story to tell? Here's an additional way to get it out there. Yeah. This isn't terrible, but it opens the floodgates. It's YouTube. Yeah. That's, that's what it's turned into. It's that there's so much shit and I'm a YouTuber and I make shit. Yeah. There's so much shit out there. To find the cream of the crop is hard. There was actually, and I remember. That's my argument. That's my argument of Webtoons kind of ruined the market. Now, I agree with you. The market had bottomed out before Webtoons came in there. Yeah. Webtoons kind of created their own market out of it. Yep. But Webtoons is not how webcomics used to be, no. where the big ones would just cross over and you would know the top 10 best ones out there and they all made bank doing it. Yeah. Now you, now you have, I don't even know how many, but just looking at this top page, at least 25 people fighting for your dollar exactly. on our Patreon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, at the very least, like they can get their product out there, but it doesn't surprise me. It, does, it actually doesn't sound too dissimilar from the uh, Comixology Submit program where it's like yeah. you make your comic you submit it to comiXology comiXology makes it available on their uh, platform and i've seen a lot of really cool stuff out of comiXology submit uh, <clears throat> my own stuff but uh there's also some <laughs> real some real bad stuff or some really like questionable content not to be confused with the webcomic questionable content uh but uh, yeah, that was my that was my webcomic. Well, Flashpoint was the best. There's two sides to it. On one hand, anybody who didn't know how to get their work published has a simple, easy medium to do Boom. so. But that also means that anybody can get their shit uploaded. And that's my problem with Webtoons. That's, I get a lot of requests frequently. Oh, Betty, check out this Webtoon. Check out this Webtoon. Go over here. Do that one. Yeah. And I just across the board refuse to because I'm not going digging through <laughs> the trash to find the good one. No. This is what it comes down to. Yeah. The, pro the good thing is anybody can make a webcomic. The bad news is anybody can make a webcomic. Exactly. And that's the issue with this. And, th and to top it all off, because there are 
so many web comics. There's also a web comic for everyone's taste. Yeah. So what someone likes, I probably won't like. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but what I like, you probably won't like. Yeah. The diversification least, of it uh, and the fragment. Well, the 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 current fragmentation of fandom, where it's like, well, oh, used to be, I'm a Star Wars fan. Now it's like, okay, well, what kind of Star Wars fan are you? Do you like the prequels? Do you like the sequels? Do you like the animated cartoon like uh, expansions? Do you like the novels? Are you an are you an original expanded universe or are you a Legends fan? Like, there's every element of your fandom has been fragmented. No longer you you can't even do Marvel versus DC. It's like, well, what kind of Marvel fan are you? What kind of DC fan are you? Well, I only uh-huh. like black label books, or I only like magic based books. Like, well, well, Jesus, like used to be we were just fans, and now it's like, no, 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 no. It's so specialized, and as a result, you can't actually bank on i'm targeting it to dc fans or i'm targeting it to star wars fans because you can't just sell a star wars shirt anymore you can't sell a dc character anymore you gotta like specialize it and when you do you lose all those dollars because now you're focusing on you're micro focusing on all these different like aspects of fandom that you're not actually getting the fandom's dollar which is what you're trying to cater towards web comics people like the reason why people like penny arcade so much not just because the art was really good and the and the and the humor was subversive and ridiculous, but because like how many com how many video game web comics were there? How many how many comics that were like industry grade looking, specialized in making that specific reference? Few. There were like three, and so as a result, people were like, "Well, I like the one that looks the best." And Penny Arcade was able to parlay, and because they diversified their product, they were able to parlay that into a media empire. But if Penny Arcade came out today. They do shit numbers. They would be dead. Yeah, no, I, and, and you're 100% correct about that. I mean, part of the reason that Penny Arcade continues to exist is because of what they have created. Yeah. I mean, PAX, people don't realize this because everyone's like, PAX is a gaming convention. PAX literally stands for Penny Arcade Expo. Yep. It was when Penny Arcade Expo started, it's because it was, oh my God, look at all these indie games we want to talk about, but yeah. no one spotlights them at the at the big shows. Yep. So let's do that. Let's do exactly that. Yeah, yeah. It was the they they parlayed the success of their web comic into a, a gaming invention. They're like, maybe we can get all the people who like our comic strip to also focus on these indie game developers, and it just happened to be so popular that they were able to turn it into arguably the biggest and best gaming convention in the world and and uh, wound up cannibalizing themselves because it was like okay it's pax and then it was pax east and then it was pax south and then it was pax aus and it's like dude there's too many paxes man it's just it like how many gamers can you possibly try to squeeze their convention dollar out of like just make the two shows maybe like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, that became their own problem. They but, also have the charity uh, so, play, or the cha- the 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 child's play charity. Um, it it they 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 have become a media empire. They made their own video game. Yeah, no, they have. Set. That's where they've gone. I, I doubt that comic brings in any money for them really at this no point way. in comparison. They do it for fun uh, now. Like there's, like, it still comes out and it comes out more frequently and consistently than most web comics. But they do it because it's like, can packs can Penny Arcade survive without the Penny Arcade comic? And it's like, probably at this point. Yeah. But we don't want to test it. <laughs> but I would rather they didn't. Cause I still read the comic. <laughs> well, let's move on to the next thing. All right. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much we're going to talk about this in general. No, but James Tinian, the fourth reverts Bruce Wayne back to street level rich. I, I mean the pro. Okay. Here's the problem. Yeah. Here's my problem with this. And yeah, I liked him. James Tinian's writing. I like everything he's done, but he has a problem. Okay. Yeah. Street level rich world level rich 
the word rich is still in there. Yes. <laughs> it's not like he's like, now Batman's upper middle class. He has to debate if he's going to use all the gas in the Batmobile. Right? Like, <laughs> like, the fact is, once, Tin- once Tynan's not writing the book anymore, they're going to throw that right out the window. But is it even going to be recognizable as a different kind of rich? I think it'll be like, like referenced. Like they'll have characters be like, "Oh man, do we have? We, can we afford this?" Like, or you know, like, "Oh, I can't, I can't do that anymore." You'll have a scene where, like, you know, Batman's like, "We can't rebuild the Watchtower. I don't have any money." It'll be like, remember when Tony Stark in like the beginning of the Avengers Disassembled was like, "I can't afford that anymore." But you, you there was no change in his behavior, in his armors, in anything. I, it was just when the Avengers were like, "We need to foot the bill." He's like, "I can't afford that anymore." Didn't they just do that right now? Like he got into an apartment and he got rid of Stark Industries. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm still rich. I'm just not that rich. Like, is that what we're talking about? I think so. Maybe it's because they're like trying to react to the public's persona or, or the public's opinion about the super rich today, like the Zuckerbergs and whatnot. People being like, our readers largely don't like people like that. Like, is is this ever going to be referenced in the manner of like, should we take the Batmobile or the Batwing? Well, fuel for the Batwing is a little pricey right now, so we might want to. What 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 is the jet fuel going for? Oh, it's going for ten dollars a gallon. Yeah, that doesn't sound interesting to me about, at all. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, what is it going to be? Like, is he, is he going to be penny pinching? Like, I, I don't know. You know. I don't care. You know, Damien, like, I, I would at the end of the day, for, I'd, I'd love to take out for a super fancy steak, Damien. But instead, we're going to go to Batburger. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they're going to throw this away immediately. I, I really don't have any like faith in this idea. I remember hearing Tynan talking about it, and he's like, yeah, like Bruce Wayne got way too rich, and it doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, no, man, it's because he can do anything. He can make anything. He's super smart. He's super rich. The The richness uh, enables him to be able to do whatever he needs to do to be Batman. Yeah. Like, if you're talking about bringing him down to his level, you either have him be super rich or have him be destitute. Like you need to have like zero year Batman where it's like, I'm, I got like a suit that's, that I got one Batman suit yeah. and I live off the land, you know, like that's a Batman I'd read about because it's that much of a change, but it, like being like, he's not as rich as he used to be. Like, well, what does that even mean? Well, it, it would make sense if we were bringing him down to that base level again. Yeah. Or he, he doesn't have access to the plans and everything. Like he's literally like, I have to go with like an actual tactical vest and stuff like right. that to match it up with the movie coming out. Where he's got a lot of money, but his equipment—that's the only way it would work—is if his equipment gets brought down to bare bones level suits. Like the car is not a Batmobile anymore; he's yep. driving a Challenger. You know, like like it has to be that nobody. Everything would have to be realistic again. If he's driving the Batmobile, going to a Bat Cave with twenty cars. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No. Actually, Actually it'd be really because, cool. Oh, he's if like, he Lucia didn't said, have a Batmobile. Oh yeah, if he didn't have a, that'd be even better. But Dad said that I guess Lucius told him he has to go fix his own cars. Is that yeah, thing like, or he just goes to one of the other twenty? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't like. I, I I remember like there being sequences in comics where like Batman's literally doing his own auto repair or Alfred's doing it, and it's like, yeah, you you don't, you know. Sometimes he has like a hunchback do it for him. Sometimes it's Alfred. Sometimes it's him. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't because know. That, I, that's I agree, not I enough. I 100 agree with you on this. It's it's. Sorry, I feel like I'm super interrupting you tonight. I, oh I no, yeah, it's, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but I I agree with you on this. Like, you either have to make him pretty much poor in in Batman levels. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you still have to give him enough money to be a superhero. What are we, Green Arrow? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. I don't um, know. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to our next title. <laughs> Sal, do you still dislike Spider-Man 2? I mean, anyway, Amazing Spider-Man revealed the identity of Kindred. <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked Spider- Spider-Man 2 was exactly what I needed in that year. I got I got a lot of great years out of that out of that movie that I really enjoyed. Okay, you know what? I'm going to throw out this topic. Um, we all expected that it was going to be Harry Osborn. Yep, it is surprise. How about this, Sal? How do you feel about Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield coming back to be in the Spider-Man Homecoming movie? I think it's a horrible idea. Uh, I don't care about those movies anymore. Like they had their they those movies uh had their shot and nature selected them for a reboot um the, <laughs> those like there are so many good Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies you have a bad one and the amazing Spider-Man movies are made so desperately to become something they aren't that like they have no business existing and i'm like one of the four people on the earth apparently who likes Peter Parker to be the only Peter Parker and isn't excited <laughs> about like a spider verse or like a, a, a gaggle of the exact same character or power set. So like for me, I like the idea of one offs and you know, if, if you want to do like a spider verse video game or even the animated movie was really fun because it's its own thing and it's doing something different. But like MCU Spider-Man has been, you know, he's gotten a bunch of movies. He's been in a bunch of crossovers, but like, we haven't really gotten like a full on straight up like, you know, established Spider-Man in New York doing his thing movie yet. We, we have a la- we have a, that beautiful sequence in the end of the last one. We have the fun sequence in the beginning of the first one. But like and we have that really fun uh, park scene where Spider-Man saves Doctor Strange from like the from from the Ebony Maw. But like there's not we didn't get like a full on Spider-Man movie yet from with this Spider-Man. And I, I want to see that. Like I am less excited about Spider-Man teaming up with Andrew Garfield and Tommy McGuire than I am about seeing Spider-Man fighting Craven the Hunter and then going to Dr. Strange's house for help. Like that's right. the movie I wanted to see. I, I'm a little concerned about it going to this level. It looks like it's going to go like I am not against Spider-Verse. But I feel like the third movie in a trilogy is way too quick for that. Agreed. Now, I do want to address something because everyone in the chat, because, uh, you know, our, our fan base, they're so well educated on rumors and where everything stands and how everything rolls. Yeah. Um, so our chat is stating, weren't those rumors disproven? They were total no, rumors. They were not. Not real. Not, not, yes and no. Um, so as it stands right now, if you don't know what's going on, uh, the rumor base on this whole thing is that Jamie Foxx was confirmed to come back as Electra which led to the rumors that somehow it leaked out that Tommy McGuire was coming back. And so was Andrew Garfield. Yep. Uh, that came out of nowhere. It came out of left field and everyone was like, Holy God, is this even like a chance for being real? And then other individuals, like I remember seeing Grace Randolph talking to the Tommy McGuire wanted more FaceTime, not yep. Spider-Man suits time and stuff like that. A lot more rumors came out of this. The thing that everyone's talking about where they're like, Oh my God, is that, Oh, that's already been disproven. Not really. Sony's answer to that. They finally came out and made a statement. These those rumored castings are not confirmed, right? Which basically says that does not they they probably approached Tom McGuire and Andrew Garfield and are still spitballing what they actually want to do with this movie. Yeah, yeah, that's what that says to me. The the fact it, that they I they, mean they didn't say Sony, those are false. <laughs> for me, it's like it's Sony, so like I don't know if that's necessarily like them trying to play coy or if they are like, oh, that's a good idea. We could do that. Yeah, uh, those aren't confirmed because we haven't made that happen yet um it's super easy to say that's not happening right 
the, the that Jamie Fox, me into that. The Jamie Foxx casting for me is less about them making a Spider-Verse. And I, I have a theory about this. I think that they cast Jamie Foxx as Electro for Amazing Spider-Man 2 because Jamie Foxx was a Oscar award winning actor and he was a high commodity and they would love to have him in their Sinister Six movie that they were working on back when that was a movie. I think that as a result, Sony locked Jamie Foxx into like a four picture contract or at the very least a th- a two picture contract with a like right to refuse. And as a result, after the pandemic and everyone being and like actors not getting a lot of work movies not being produced etc etc like the entertainment industry being rocked by this pandemic jamie fox noticed his bank account was lower than it used to be and he went wait a minute sony owes me another spider-man movie theory like uh, contract wise sony owes me another spider-man movie obviously they're not gonna make one and obviously i'm not gonna get one but technically, they got to buy me out of my contract or use me in the right. next Spider-Man movie. And so and I think Jamie Foxx called Sony and was like, you owe me another Spider-Man movie, thinking they were like, okay, we'll pay him his exit clause so he doesn't have to freaking be Spider-Man's enemy in the next one because that wouldn't make any sense. And it's Sony, who's a terrible company, and was like, okay, well, we'll just put you in the next one then. I think... Your idea is almost on point, but I think uh, I don't think it was Jamie Foxx calling because of low money. I think if anything, it was Sony going. We have Jamie Foxx for four movies. Right. Let's try this again with a different Electro because the Sinister Six movie could still be a thing since we have Venom working and and Morbius. Yeah, that's what I think it is. I think it's like they're like if Morbius works, let's get Jamie Foxx back in continuity so that we can pull him back over. Yeah. And like, cause he's, we've already got him signed on. Right. Why, why not give him another Spider-Man movie? Yeah. That's what I think it is. I think either way, it's all, it's all just a juggling contest. It's, it's all just about like the contract that he signed for having, for being in multiple Spider-Man movies. And I, I don't, I don't think anyone expected him to come back. I think it was just a, a, a move to try and like leverage the contract into yeah. someone making some money. I mean, yeah, so I don't know where else to go with that. I'm not interested as- in Electro in that movie, by the way, <laughs> like, we got Electro. I'm, I'm good. I don't need like, to see that again. The problem I have with the Tobey Maguire and the Andrew Garfield stuff, um, the movie that I would want to be a three Spider-Man movie would be similar to the Spider-Verse movie, uh, which, you know, 10 years ago, I would have said, you can't do a live action, yep. but you could totally do a live action. The problem is that won't happen. I also don't think it's, I think it's too early for Tom Holland. Yeah. The pro- it, If we do Spider-Verse now and we go into the multiverse and we start going like this, to me, it feels like DC. Yeah. DC got Ben Affleck Batman and they started having him cross over before even giving him a movie. Yep. <laughs> yep. And I feel like if they, if, if Sony does this for Spider-Man three and then you suddenly see Tom Holland and Venom, the latest Avengers, he crosses over to see strange. It's the same. It's the same problem. Oh yep. my God. We got a guy that's doing well, put him in every movie. Yep. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I'm concerned that it's Sony slash Disney reacting to the flashpoint movie. Yeah. That it's them going. I could do it. Oh, we could just put old actors in the movies, and that'll make people clap their hands and come up and, and come to the theater. Done. Because <laughs> it's not like <laughs> people are totally hiring Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield to be in anything right now. Well, I think both of them are rich. <laughs> Why would they? They probably don't even give a shit. Well, but they're actors. They want to work. You know. 
Do they though? What What was the last time Toby McGuire? You mean to tell me Toby McGuire can't get a job? Get oh, this is actually a top question. Did Toby McGuire stop acting? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, did he really? Did he completely? Is he just that rich? I, I think he's the latest just- article. Toby McGuire, forty five, enjoys a lovely stroll with his girlfriend. <laughs> wow, he really is a nothing now. <laughs> yeah. If that is his number one thing, seriously. Okay, well, uh, and Andrew Garfield would have been Spider-Man in the MCU if he didn't piss off the executive of Sony from Japan, which I still find hilarious that that all came out as being actually what happened. Yeah, they're like, no, he didn't come to the big event, and he was a big jerk about it, so he's fired. Like, damn. No, Tobey Maguire's been in a bunch of movies. Yeah, he's never mind. He's a producer. That's what he's been doing. Ah. Since Spider-Man, he has been in like four movies, it looks like. <laughs> Everything else has been director-producer. So, Gotcha. Yeah. Which isn't a terrible thing. A lot of actors do that. Okay, Absolutely. I made my bank. I don't want to be in the spotlight anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's also a so, crazy okay. person. Tell me what you're Yeah. You know who's a crazy person? And, and I, I take this entirely off of his FX show where he talked to a dog in a costume. Uh, Frodo Baggins. What was it? What was the actual Elijah name? Wood? Yeah, he's he's insane. Is he really? <laughs> yeah. That doesn't surprise Have me. you seen his show? There's a show on, F, on FX where he talks to. It's like a three season show. Oh, he talks to a grown man in a dog costume. Yes, it's incredible. I know that show, Clifford. <laughs> no, it's not Clifford. I don't think it's Clifford. It's something else. It's I can't not Clifford the Big Red Dog. It's like, but I know that. I know exactly what you're talking about. It was on FX. I know exactly what show you mean. Yeah, chat will tell me the title of it in a minute. I can't remember the name of it, but it was amazing. It yeah. was awesome. <laughs> it looked good. I didn't watch yeah. it. This is, we're going back a couple of years, like four or five years. Wilfred. Yeah. Wilfred. Wilfred. That was it. Yeah. Thank you. Wilfred was great. It was an amazing show. One of my all-time favorites. Yeah. Um, and apparently, other than that, he has a VR company where he makes games. What? <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing, he, like, he got lot, signed on Sony to do something for the PlayStation VR, and it's like, yeah, it's Elijah Woods' company. And I'm like, what? <laughs> well, that's like finding out that uh, what's it called? Uh, Ryan Reynolds like owned a winery and then sold it and turned it into a like phone company. Yeah, like Mint Mobile. <laughs> he owns Mint Mobile. Yeah, it's <laughs> crazy. Okay. So, all right, let's move on to the next topic. Yeah, why not? <laughs> um, I'll, we're gonna say Future State for last. Let's go ahead and hit these last two because they're gonna be super quick. Yeah. Uh, DC has officially moved away from Diamond Publishers and will distribute solely through Lunar Distribution. I don't think there's much to say about this because that all that means is everything went as planned. Well, and the other thing, the, the thing that Dan did not mention was that the DC dropped UCS Comics distributors as well. Oh, who like, are they? Di- like DC dropped Diamond and you went with Lunar and UCS and UCS, UCB, whatever, and went for, with Midtown Comics as their bi-coastal distributors. They dropped the East Coast distributor and just went with Lunar. So they probably were testing them both out. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I think this is another step. You see, when you're talking about like digital and like whether the Marvel Limited thing is like the, 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 the death of digital or the death of physical, yeah. this is the move that is indicating that DC is ready to, to abandon the print market. Oh, yeah. Like DC is ready to go, you know what? We're going to publish like three books and the rest of them are going to be digital. Do, what do you think that Diamond is doing now? 
because we stopped hearing about Diamond, and part of me feels like they like somebody on the Diamond team was like, "Would you all just stop fucking saying shit?" Yes. Like, just <laughs> yes. I think stop Diamond is pooping their pants. Like we might be bankrupt in two months. Yeah. Who are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Stop yeah. calling Rich at Bleeding Cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I feel like happened because because diamond went from like we can't pay people back we might have to go bankrupt we don't know what's happening yep. to nothing yeah <laughs> no i haven't heard a thing it's amazing good because they should they shut up just do your job yeah like that no one should have come out and been like i don't know if we can pay dc and marvel yeah i'm just picturing the guys at diamond's marketing division which I'm assuming is probably like two dudes. I think it's a guy. Yeah, it's like a guy. And like, he's just calling up buddies at like CBR. Yep. Yeah, man. I don't know. Diamond's not doing so hot. Like, we might not be able to play D- pay DC and Marvel. What do you mean you're going to print that? <laughs> <laughs> Are you typing right now while I'm talking? Yeah, wait, don't. Do not tweet that. Don't. Oh, damn it. I'm going to get fired. Yep. <laughs> uh, I Actually, I'm not going to get fired because... I'm the owner's cousin or nephew or brother. Exactly. Oh, I just, it was, it was such a stark difference from like diamonds tanking, diamonds losing everything, diamond can't pay people to. We don't exist. Leave it alone. Yeah, that is actually suspect. I didn't think about that. That's funny. (laughs) No one knew who diamond was and they will not again. (laughs) Just stop, just stop looking at us and let us keep distributing your books. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. I just found it funny because I was like, what the fuck happened? Like they were like, they, they, like everyone was publishing things like diamond was done. The family business was going under. Yeah. You know? I think they <laughs> like the fact that no one's hearing it. Like, so, all right, next up we have Donnie Gates. Scott Snyder teasing the idea of a Marvel and DC comic together. Okay. I will say this. Yeah. If anybody can possibly make it happen, it would be Donnie Gates. And Scott Snyder. Right. <laughs> yeah. It um, would be incredible. I mean, you get the two edgiest guys in DC and Marvel to write a comic. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'll read it. It'd be just like null versus death metal. Every, black splattering everywhere. Everyone dying. Like yeah. <laughs> Stegman and Capullo coming together. Absolute yeah. death. I, I There's nothing to really say. It's entirely a rumor that'll probably never happen. Nope. I want it to. It's incredible. Yeah. I want it to. And like, I've pitched it. Listen. Marvel and DC just need to license the characters Cates and Snyder want to use to IDW, let IDW print it, be on the hook for everything cost-wise. IDW will print the number one book of however many months the Marvel versus DC story comes out as. Snyder and Cates and everybody else is working on it will have a great time, and then we're good. And then you know, and then it'll exist. Yeah. That's it. Like. But it, it, we, we saw that Gail Simone tweeted about it. I've tweeted about it. Everybody's tweeted about like how much they'd like to see crossovers. There's, there's beautiful art from people you've never heard of depicting yep. these crossovers. It's something I want. It's something I think a lot of people do want. I think if you don't want it or you're, you're actively talking about how you don't want to see a Marvel crossover, Marvel DC crossover, you're just being contrarian. Just stop rating it every good me, time. The people who do, doesn't, doesn't want it to exist are the same people that argue about Marvel being in Fortnite. Right. It doesn't affect you. you. Unless they come out and say like, okay, Venom killed Superman and we're going to let that reflect and we could talk. 
Right. But if it's just the side thing where people are fighting, just like the Marvel Fortnite thing, just leave it alone. Yeah. It doesn't affect you. Even if they say it's in canon, the Marvel Fortnite thing is like, it's in a millisecond while Galactus Adore were soaring through the sky. Yeah. Okay. Fuck it. Who cares? It didn't right. do anything. It didn't affect anything. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I'll take it, please. Yeah. You know, and then do that Lego game. Like, since Lego has, since the Lego video game company has the license for Disney, Marvel, and Warner's DC, you could do a Lego Marvel versus DC game that would be friggin' great. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that. It would take no effort to make that game. Yeah. Anyway, so. no Marvel DC crossover. We're not getting that. But if it were, you were absolutely right. If it, if anyone could make it happen, it would be Cates and Snyder. Going to their bosses they're and being like, hot commodities right now. I think they're the biggest names at the moment. Yep. Bear in mind, guys, I say biggest names in the terms of like comic book writers is the whole thing of like, now you're the hot shit. Now you're still the really good writer, but this is the hot shit. You yeah. know, like it's just, yeah. they're both the hot shits on both sides, right? Yep. Now. They should so. push it. And I think they're the yep. only ones who have made references to it. Like, yeah. Because Kate's put it into his Thor book. Like he put the Just League in there. And I think Scott and, and put the fact the, of the matter is we've talked to Scott Snyder. He doesn't care. He's just like, yeah, I'm good. I can do what I want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, listen, if you've got the muscle, you make the rules. Do it. Yeah. So. All right, cool. Let's talk about the big topic that DC future state future state. Uh, we got four minutes left of the show. <laughs> What's your opinion? Go. go, go, go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, okay. So I just made a video about this. It's going to come out in probably like a couple hours. Whenever Dan gets done editing it, he's watching right now. Yeah. I, okay, so what people don't realize is, first off, I'm going to repeat a lot of stuff because it's not going to come out of YouTube next week anyway, right. so fuck it. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> 5G was never announced. Nope. So everyone, I constantly, where's 5G? Where's 5G? What's going on with 5G? I, first off, I don't know why 5G got so popular. It was never announced. It was a leaked rumor, and all everyone did was go, oh, my God, 5G is going to be shitty. Yep. Like, no one was like, I cannot wait to see Luke Fox be Batman. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> everyone pitched and moaned about 5G. No one wanted 5G. 5G was never announced, but everyone and their brother talked about 5G. Yes. Like, it was a thing. And then when Dan DiDio got let go or fired or left, whatever the, whatever happened. Yep. You and I both said 5G is dead. But to this day, I get questions. Where is 5G? Where is 5G? What happened to 5G? Who wanted 5G? Who was asking for 5G? No, Dan DiDio. <laughs> Why is this still something that people are constantly asking me for? Why are you going to talk about 5G? Right. Because there is no 5G. Now, obviously, if it was leaked and it was talked about, money was spent. Yes. You probably had contracts written for writers yep. that they had to pay regardless. You had artists that they had to pay regardless. You had concepts created that you had to pay regardless. So I guarantee you, Future State is what is left of 5G. Totally. And instead of going the, okay, we're going to drop everything in DC and start over, the new direction is we're going to do a two-month event. It's gonna. We're going to test a bunch of character ideas, a bunch of concepts. We're even going to test out the idea of anthology books being a regular thing. Everything in 5G sounds amazing to me. Yeah. Because it also gets rid of circular storytelling, which is what I disliked about Batman 100. It's the idea that we can move forward. Yeah. Why do you think some of the best books are revered? Kingdom Come, 
the later years of the Justice League. Yeah. The uh, the dystopian future of uh, every book that we like, Deceased right. and Injustice, and all these kinds. It's because you get to move forward. So the idea of 5G is a way to look at look at the future of DC in a positive light. Yeah. And see what people like. And it's not even that far in the future anyway. It's like a couple years, maybe five. I don't know. It was like 20. I thought it was like 20. Oh, years. wow. Okay. Bruce, 20. I'll take it. Bruce has got a hefty beard. Mm. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I mean, the fact is like it, whatever. Okay. I mean, clearly future state. I, I'll actually go a step further and say, I think future. I think because no one who had been writing and were and, and drawing for DC up through the pandemic was working on 5g that this is just everything they had done and they're I like even see that, how yeah. many stories do we have a we have about two months worth of stories then that's how long future state will be yeah put out the two months worth of stories call it a two month long event and then just wrap Repack it up and some of it all the individuals can get thrown into an anthology i'm wondering if these anthologies are all the pitch ideas right they just had a bunch of pitch ideas and they're like, oh, just package up. We paid for all these package yeah. them all up. Yep. Let's just, I hope if it's... when it comes out, we'll be able to tell relatively quickly if this was an old thing repackaged or if it's all because, because if it's an old thing repackaged, some things won't line up and you'll, you'll see it. You'll know. Yep. So I, uh, I think I've heard some great suggestions for future state or some ideas that what they could have done instead of turning this basically into futures end. Where it's like, hey, for a couple months, we're going to do something crazy in the future. It doesn't matter, which is literally what this is. No, 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 no. Hold on, Sal. We're going to do Future's End, but good. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, because the art at least is excellent. (laughs) Yeah, because Future's End was like, what if Batman Beyond was a thing? Yeah. And everyone got turned into robots. (laughs) Right. What if if I only kept the costume from Batman Beyond (laughs) and nothing else? And everything else is him fighting Terminators. Yeah. Of your favorite superheroes. <laughs> right. So stupid. It was so bad. So, but people were like, what if they turned Future State into the ultimate DC universe? Yeah. I'm like, do That'd it. That'd be amazing. Right? Like, if Future State sells well enough, I could totally see that becoming a thing. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Especially if it's going to run... It's going to run and then they're going to have the new stuff, like the, the original things come back. And I think like, I'm sure a few things will overlap and it's like, listen, there are going to be a few books out of this like 20 book lineup that are going to sell crazy good based on the creative teams you have, the concept you've got, the pitches you created. There are going to be some things that sell better than the stuff that was coming out before it. So DC better have a freaking plan in place to allow those things to exist without making some horrible half-assed new 52 nonsense afterwards. I'm expecting, this is my expectation. This is their attempt at something like Gwenpool. So for those guys who don't know, Gwenpool was never planned. Um, like I'm trying to think of another character because they did a few, they did this with a few characters. Gwenpool was a cover. That was it. A variant cover that sold really well. And out of that, they created Gwenpool, the comic who became a character who did a very well-selling comic book. That over time, obviously, like every other comic book, when it's w- went the way of getting canceled, but did very well up front. I think this is their attempt at that idea. Throw out a bunch of concepts and ideas. If they do well, they're all, they'll come back in three months. If they don't do well, it's an event, <laughs> and we don't have people freaking out on us. Yep. Spider-Gwen. Spider-Gwen was another one. Yeah. Yes. 
Yep. Because Marvel notoriously does that. Now, Marvel notoriously goes, check out this design. What's that superhero? Check out this design. Yeah. <laughs> I'll call someone and have them make a story around it. I don't know. Wait, what powers does she have? Check out this design. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they asking so many questions about this cool drawing? I don't understand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like... <laughs> Well, yeah. Why are they? I can see someone in the editorial office. I mean, it's just a drawing. Why? Yeah. Why, why do they care so why? much? I mean, good. <laughs> we'll make money off of them, but like, what? Yeah. So that's what I think. Five G is. This is them them reusing a lot of assets they already had. An attempt at creating characters like Spider Gwen or Gwenpool. Cut like awesome art, quick stories, quick anthologies, and if they do well, Ultimate Universe idea. Yeah. Well, I'm worried what if we have gonna... the Young Justice League instead of Avengers or Teen Titans, the Young Justice League of the future. Please. I mean, like, I'm worried that they're going to fold them into the main universe and be like, uh, yeah, so this took place like like several years after the main continuity, but like now they're here. Uh, a time vortex happens and now they're here. Like, no, don't do that. Just let oh, old because... man Logan it. Hmm? <laughs> old man Logan it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but I hope they don't because like, I think part of the appeal of future state at all, which by the way, hilarious 5g, this is horseshit. I hate it. This sucks. Future state is literally just, we'll put a, put a sticker over the 5g that says future state. And people are like, this is amazing. <laughs> it's innovative. I love it. And it's like, you're the don't, same people who are complaining about this exact thing. People bitched about 5g. Don't call it that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Call it something else. Done. I love it. Uh, how did that work how did you do that um but i i i really like i think that part of the reason why people like it so much is because it is something different that gets to go in another direction like that that it's like no it's not going to be unmade it's just that it's 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 this new batman it's this new wonder woman it's this new green lantern part of this new justice league in the face hmm? it spits in the face of circular storytelling yeah which is what i want i write that so make it I ultimate. I want to see where Batman goes after he loses to Joker. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I want to see. That's probably not the story, but I'm just using Joker War as an example. I want to see him lose and what's next for that. You yeah. Know I, mean? I don't want to see him win in the end. No. Like, just ultimate it up. Just put that universe over here and run them concurrently. Hell, DC, you seem to be really big on digital right now. How about Future <laughs> State is the digital DC universe? Yeah. Maybe it will be. Maybe uh, this is probably just a test to see how it all works. Is. That's true. So but I'm excited. Are you? Oh, stupidly excited because it's the idea of moving forward, which is what I've always liked about comedy. There's a reason why people revere like uh, that story, that one off story that I think Grant Morrison wrote where Damien got to get older. Right. And become Batman. Batman 666. There's a yeah. reason. There's a reason. Yeah, there's a, there's a reason why people enjoy Dark Knight Returns and Red Sun. There's a reason why people enjoy Injustice and Deceased because they're moving forward and they don't double back on themselves. Yeah. I, I, mean, uh, I, say, what, I mean, there's a reason why Last Night on Earth did so well, even though it's just crazy off the wall because it's the idea of what if Scott Snyder got to keep doing Batman and it just right. ended. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What? Uh, are there any titles for you that you're like, yes, I can't wait for this. All the Batman. Right. You know me. All the Batman. <laughs> yep. For me, it's all the Superman. Well, you're wrong. All the Batman are better. I mean, I'm going to read those <laughs> Batman books. I'm gonna, I mean, listen, you and I, we're going to read them all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I can't even say like, oh, I'm only going to pick this one up. I'm going to, I'm going to pass on this one. No, I'm reading them all. It's I two like months. Supergirl becoming Superwoman. How does that even get to happen? What is the story? I'm interested. Like, yeah, let's do it. I like, like the idea that, could you confirm or deny Dan and I couldn't pick it out if it was the far sector Green Lantern or it a is. new. It okay. is straight up far so sector Green Lantern. This future is lining up with Far Sector. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. 
Like, good. Because we just saw the artwork and we're like, I think that's her, but I don't want to be like... Because basically, I had we, we both had the same vibe. If I said that that is the far sector Green Lantern and it's conveniently another black woman Green Lantern, oh, yeah. then everyone would be like, oh, they're all the same to you. <laughs> yeah. Racist. No, I, it, yeah, the, like, the costume's the same. And I think they, they named like, her. Sure and it's, it's like, her, yeah, it's but same. I'm not going to be that guy that just assumes. Yeah, that goes on record. No, I, I think it's because it's it, they use her name and it's it's her. So, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> yeah. What's funny is these line up entirely with those rumors like i remember them saying no far sector green lantern is going to be the new green lantern of this universe and i was like yeah okay and then they did it here and it's like okay so yeah though this is just 5g but with a new sticker over the over the original uh, like logo it's exactly it and it's probably condensed because 5g wasn't intended to be an event it was supposed to be the new direction remember exactly well that's why they probably only had two months of stories because they're like well this is gonna be the new status quo like we'll we'll have two months of stories ready to go and we'll use the two-month breath period to let the new creative teams work on the next arc. I could see that. But now they're like, Oh, actually we're just going to put it all out. Uh, And I heard a thing. Somebody in my, in our, in my, our chat mentioned like final order cutoffs were like January. So it was like, these need to come out now or never. So it's like, get these out. So they get the pre-orders in. Oh yeah. Well, they also said that uh, they're going to refund any books that didn't sell. Yeah. That's right. That's a big deal. Yeah. They want everyone to get the books out there to try out these new characters. And they're they're So for those guys who don't know, comic book stores don't order excess comic books because most companies won't refund it. So let's just say, for example, and this is not the case with Batman, but let's just for the sake of argument, your local comic book store orders 20 Batman books, sells 12 of them, eight go in the back issues and they take five years to sell. Yep. All reducing in price as they go. Your comic book store in the end loses money. Yep. DC got rid- used to have a plan where any extra stuff you could refund to DC comic book stores, not individual users. Yeah. Um, they got rid of that plan a while ago. And a lot of comic book stores were like, what the hell? Now I have to be very selectively picking my comics. Yeah. That's why pull lists are so important to comic book stores. Cause they know exactly who's coming in to get books. Yeah. So DC to make sure that people want this is bringing back the refund policy for future state. Right. So a comic book store can go, I will get 50 of this Superman and whatever doesn't sell, they're taken back. Yeah. Smart idea. That's also great because yep. it means we can all get it. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to be in short demand or on the eighth reprint because they only did a hundred of them or something stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause that's the thing is comic book stores buy all the books ahead of time. Yeah. They don't order them and then pay for what they bought with the money you gave them. They buy them all right now and then bank on you coming in and buying it like it's it's all a guessing game no it, our chat's like that's not new marvel did this is a tr- no that's what i'm saying it isn't new but all of the companies got rid of it yeah i don't know i know <laughs> it got removed years ago and everyone freaked out because it got removed but they're bringing it back for future state exactly so but yeah so, i'm hyped all right I'm, yeah i think this is the end of our show isn't it i think or so those are all the topics the yeah we did them all high five so no? Okay, cool. We're those <laughs> nerds. Anyway, thank you guys for joining us today at Absolute Comics, a show that airs every Tuesday right here at the Comic Story and Podcast Network, twitch.tv slash comic story. Join us at about 5 p.m. Eastern when we talk about all your favorite news in the comic book world when we're not doing another video or something else on the side. Uh, don't forget to check out the YouTube channel. We just released the Tom King interview that we couldn't do live last week. Uh, and that's that. That's that. Show's over, folks. <laughs>